0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, and I'm excited to break down this five-game NBA slate for you, tipping off at 7 o'clock Eastern. We'll go game by game, as we always do. And speaking of five, we're going for five in a row today. We had another winning night last night on FanDuel with the cash lineup. That makes it four in a row, so we're going for five today. Let's keep the momentum going. Thank you to all the uh, new members who've joined. And if you've been thinking about it, now's a great time to jump in while we're hot. So uh, two ways to do it. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the offer at the bottom from BetUS. It's just incredible. We'll give you more details on that uh, during the show. Uh, Or you can go straight to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and sign up. And we'll get you into our Discord with an email. And we give out our lineups 30 minutes before lock. So Jump in today, you'll get the lineups on Saturday and on Sunday. I don't think we'll have an NBA podcast tomorrow, but we will still be providing lineups to our members. We do that seven days a week, so uh, jump in with us. You'll also get our football lineups tomorrow, of course, as well for Week 17 on the main slate. All right, let's get going here with this five-game slate. Very interesting because we have four games with a total under 220 on BetUS. They are our presenting sponsor. And then that one game over 230 with Cleveland and Atlanta. So there's quite a gap here. That magic number so far this season, in my mind, in terms of the over-unders, is 230. So again, uh, Cleveland and Atlanta, 230, two and, a half, and then all four of the other games below 220. So we'd like to get some significant exposure to Cleveland and Atlanta. But as you know, you can't play all the players from one game uh, here in DFS. So we got to look at some value plays and some one-offs in the other games. The other interesting thing about this slate is that of the 10 teams here, seven of them are in the top 10 in the NBA this season in terms of defensive efficiency. So that will explain some of these low totals. You've got some stout defensive teams. So we're not looking for a ton of fantasy production here on this slate, uh, but we're going to try to find uh, the maximum way that uh, we can set our lineups up for success all right game one we've got new york traveling to indiana and this is a rematch of the teams that uh, of the game that these two teams played to start their season and indiana won that one 121 to 107 a little bit of a different context now as both teams have been dealing with injuries on the knicks side Dennis Smith Jr. will continue to be out along with Nilakina and Obi Toppin. And then we've got some question marks. Uh, Alec Burks is questionable. And then Quigley is probable. I'm recording this early in the afternoon here on Saturday. So that's the latest news that we have. And those are big pieces of news because there are some value plays on the Knicks bench that you could look at. Kevin Knox has stepped up here with these injuries. 16-6 16 and six last time out uh, with 32 minutes. Now that's huge for a guy that's only 3700 on DraftKings and 36 on Fanduel. So the biggest piece of news for me is Alec Burks, there a guy who comes in off the bench and uh, you know, has a bunch has a bunch of usage, a lot of responsibility, uh, playmaking opportunities in this uh, season opener. He played 32 minutes and had over 20 points. So if he's back, that takes a bit away from Kevin Knox, and then Austin Rivers. How about this? He finally played 21 minutes against Toronto in that last game with Quigley out. Now, did did all right, and certainly if he gets the same amount of minutes, he could pay off his price tag. He's only 3700 on both sites. But if Quigley comes back, you know then it's a bit of a crowded situation because Peyton, of course, is the starter. And he's a good price on FanDuel, 5000 Now, he only played 23 minutes against Toronto, so he's not uh, in a position where he's necessarily locked into huge minutes. But I, I'm willing to roll the dice with him on FanDuel in a GPP. And then with Barrett and Randall, the, the two other guys we've been focusing on here throughout the preseason and regular season because of their minutes and their usage, uh, R.J. Barrett was awesome against Indiana in the opener twenty six, eight and five, but he's really cooled off since then on the season he's only shooting shooting twelve percent on three pointers coming off a four for nineteen performance against Toronto. so probably won't go to Barrett here. Randall almost had a triple double against Indiana and uh you know he's had some a couple monster games around sixty fantasy points. He's only 8000 on FanDuel. I do like that price. On the Pacers' side, the big injury news, of course, is that TJ Warren is now out. So Brogdon, Oladipo, Sabonis, they all have played bigger minutes here you know, in the high mid to high 30s. And uh, Brogdon played well against the Knicks in the opener. So uh, I, I do like his spot, mid-7Ks. Um, you know, I think he's a solid cash game option. Uh, Oladipo, 34 minutes in that last one. Uh, his price tag is fair. And then Sabonis, you know, he's the guy that's really had some outstanding performances this year, including against the Knicks when he went for 32, 13 and five, he's 9,400. He's very expensive, but I think he is worth considering. Then you've got the holiday brothers Uh, they're getting more of an opportunity here with Warren out. It was Aaron who started in the last game. He only played 22 minutes, uh, foul trouble, but he's under 4k on both sites. I I think he'll probably be popular. I think he's worth considering. Uh, I do think he'll play better than the last game, but I'm not locked into him 100%. But he will make some lineups. Then Justin Holiday, a little bit more of a GPP play because he's coming off the bench. He's a little bit more expensive than his brother. But he's the type of guy that can rack up a couple steals, a couple threes. So he's in play for me on this slate as well. All right, game two, we've got Oklahoma City and Orlando. And this is also a rematch. These two teams played on Tuesday. Orlando won that one 118-107 that was in OKC now we're in Orlando uh, Al Horford did not play in that game he'll be back tonight so should be a bit of a, a tougher situation for Vucevic who uh, really smashed against OKC 28 10 and 5 so uh at 8400 on FanDuel I think he's a little bit interesting but this game in general you know I'm, I'm really not very excited about uh, over under is only 218 uh, Oklahoma City is just really a mess, um, so we just can't really count on them to make this competitive or high scoring. They're 19th in pace, they're 28th in offensive efficiency, they're they're below average defensively, so they're just a they're just a bad team. They're young, they're obviously rebuilding, so I'm really not interested in playing anybody on their side. I mean, Shea Gill just Alexander is in a great spot in terms of usage this year, but. Not a lot around him um, to really help him be successful. Horford, you could look at on FanDuel if you want to pay down at center. He's 5400 uh, I think he can pay that off. But uh, for me, really, it's probably one or two guys on Orlando that I would consider. Foltz had a double-double against OKC. Uh, he's, a, he's a decent price on FanDuel at only 5800 But on the wings, that's where I'm most likely to get one guy. Because Evan Fournier is questionable with a back injury, he had to leave the last game early. If he's out, then I am interested in Terrence Ross as well as Dwayne Bacon. Ross uh, really shooting it well this year, forty-three percent on three pointers in every game. He's gotten between thirteen and fifteen field goal attempts. Uh, we know that he comes off the bench and and guns, and you know he should have that many shots again here if Fournier is out. Then Bacon, if he's going to start again at 3400 on DraftKings, 3500 on FanDuel as a shooting guard, I really like that price. Not a guy that I'm, I'm going to trust for a huge game, but at that price with the opportunity, I'm willing to invest in him. All right, game three here as we cruise along, try to pick up the pace with these slower uh, pace games and, and lower totals. Uh, Charlotte against Philly, and this is another another dud game, really, in terms of excitement, in terms of high fantasy output. Charlotte is twentieth in offensive efficiency. Uh, Philly is twenty second, and they're both very good defensively. You know, Charlotte is eighth, and and the seventy six ers are number one. So, average pace teams, low offensive efficiency, strong defense equals low scoring. So, uh, not not excited about this. Charlotte's also coming in on a back-to-back after a fifteen-point loss to Memphis yesterday. Everything sort of mixed up and jumbled with those guards in terms of minutes. They're all getting opportunities, but uh, Graham and Rogier were ice cold shooting last night. Lamelo was the only guy that you really wanted out of that backcourt, as I talked about on the last podcast. And he's still cheaper than these guys and averaging almost as many fantasy points as Graham and Rozier. So you could look at Lamelo, but I, I probably won't. Uh, the guy that I would most most likely play from Charlotte on this slate would be our man Bismack Biombo, who's really stepped up with Zeller out uh, a string of 30 minutes in a game. Uh, I think it was three in a row and then 28 uh, last night and really stepped up against Valanchunas. 16 points and 12 rebounds in 28 minutes, and now he's got to face up with Embiid. So you figure his minutes are locked in, and uh, you know he's he's a solid veteran, um, and I, I think he could pay off his his value here. On the 76ers side, I don't think I want to pay up uh, 10,000 or more for Embiid. Um, Biombo, like I said, is solid and. You know, you need MB to play full minutes to pay off that price. And I'm just not ready to trust that he will. They are nine and a half point favorites. In terms of the rest of the group, Tobias Harris is probably the one I would trust the most, especially in cash, just over 7K, very consistent. Seth Curry's interesting to me on FanDuel, 4,900. He's been really shooting it well. So he's comfortable in, in his new surroundings. 52% on three-pointers this season. How about a GPP option off the bench? For me, that would be Shake Milton. Uh, 4,400 on FanDuel. He's, beginning, he's been getting 20-plus minutes. And we had a member ask uh, last night about how do you build a GPP lineup? So I want to take a second here and talk about a, a couple things. There's obviously not enough time in a show like this to give all of our insight into building a GPP lineup, building a cash lineup. But it is something we help our members with all the time. So, uh, you know, here's one thing is, why do we talk about game totals and spreads from Vegas? Well, we try to predict how the game is going to go, the game script. And we look at every game on the slate, and then we put it all together together. And try to analyze where we want to go with our player selections. And if you look at this game and say, well, I think it's going to be a blowout. So I don't want to play. I don't want to pay for Embiid. I don't want to pay for Simmons. Well, then the next question you ask is, is there a value play, a guy who's going to play more, going to get more minutes in a blowout that uh, might make sense for one of my lineups? So Shake Milton is that type of player for me. So if you follow that game script and say, you know what, Milton might get. Uh, 22 to 24 minutes again and if if he plays well then he's going to have a, a great fantasy night and uh, he's one of these lower owned players and he's a little bit inconsistent so uh, that's why he's perfect for a gpp you know gpp is where you want to take a risk on players who aren't really consistent with their fantasy output they have more volatility one night you get 15 fantasy points out of them Uh, on their best nights, you get 35. So that's the type of player you want. Lower ownership, more upside, and a cheap price, of course. So when you get a slate like this and you want to invest heavily in one game, which is what I want to do on this one with Cleveland and Atlanta, then you're just looking for a one-off situation with games like this uh, to build out a, a GPP lineup. So I hope that helps. Before we get to this uh, hopefully uh, shootout between uh, Cleveland and Atlanta. Take a sec here, and uh, if you haven't heard these details on this tremendous offer from BetUS, now's your chance.
1: Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action, but don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sportsbook with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity, and most importantly, a sportsbook that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports nor the sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at BetUS.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk until April 1, 2, 2021. With full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB, the best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball.
0: Welcome back, and thank you again to BetUS. Uh, I'm so excited that that offer is still out there. We actually had a current member asking last night and sort of double-checking, like, is this actually real? A lot of times you see an offer like this and it's, well, it's too good to be true. But it's, it's actually true. You deposit $149 in BetUS, you get to use that money. Then you also get a free membership with us all the way until April 1st. So uh, it's just a tremendous time to join. Take advantage of this offer. I guess the only catch is that you need to, it has to be your first deposit at BetUS. You have to be a new customer with them. So make sure you're, it's a first-time deposit. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. And then reach out to us on Twitter. Let us know that you've signed up. You can find us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk, and then we'll get you into our Discord. Again, if you're not interested in the sports betting, we, we are still offering this 149 package that'll take you all the way through April 1st. It's on our website. It's called the NBA All Access Package, but you still get access to all of our sports. So you get all of our football lineups all the way through the Super Bowl, our PGA lineups every week, and then the MLB lineups when they start up. All right, let's get to Cleveland and Atlanta. This is the one I'm excited about. Again, over under 232.5, Atlanta favored by seven. And they are coming in on a back-to-back. They had that solid win against Brooklyn. So the big question here is, will we get significant minutes out of Atlanta? They're key guys. Is anybody going to rest? Is there going to be any news? What I've heard so far is very encouraging because Rondo is out again. Gallinari is out again. And actually, Brandon Goodwin is questionable now. So to me, all signs point to Trey Young being ready to go. He came into that game against Brooklyn last night with a a calf injury, but he looked fine. He played about 32 minutes. He was in there with less than two minutes to go in the game for a couple possessions, even after Brooklyn had pulled their starters. So I feel good about... Uh, Trey Young here in this terrific spot. We've talked many times about Cleveland being very bad defensively in the backcourt. They are better overall this season. They're they're fifth in defensive efficiency. Uh, Drummond certainly helps as an anchor there to to block some shots, but you can certainly do some damage against those guards. So great spot here for Trey Young. Uh, In terms of the rest of the Hawks, uh, Clint Capella, is uh, very interesting to me tonight because he played 30 night, thirty minutes against Brooklyn. And you know this is a guy who's been uh, coming back from injury. They've been managing his minutes. And all of a sudden, he plays 30 minutes, double-double. And he's only 5,200 on DraftKings and 6,100 on FanDuel. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is the cheapest you're going to see Clint Capella for the rest of the season. So... Now is the time to take advantage of it. Pair him up with Trey Young, and yes, he's going against Drummond, who is terrific with block shots. But um, you know, neither neither of these guys is an absolute lockdown defender in terms of their defensive real plus minus. So they're both in play for me. Um, let's see. How about John Collins? Well uh 25 minutes last night that's the thing that concerns me a little bit get us closer to 30 minutes and at 7000 on fanduel i'm going to be pretty happy deandre hunter really played well last night 23 points 6 rebounds he got 31 minutes after coming in with a questionable tag so at 4600 on fanduel he's a nice piece here uh to to get a bit of a game stack i think you can go with five or six guys from this game on both sites and uh, hope that it stays close. Kevin uh, Herter is the other guy that is looking better and better to me here as the day goes on. Because uh, again, if, if Goodwin is out, then hopefully Herter will get a couple more minutes and have the ball in his hands a little bit more uh, when when he's out there. Bogdanovich, uh, probably a better player, but he just hasn't quite found the groove going back and forth between the starting lineup and the bench. 26 minutes last night only took six shots, and he's more expensive than Hunter and Herter. So uh, only GPP for Bogdanovich. And then Cam Reddish is certainly also in the mix, right around 5000 on both sides. With Cleveland, I'm going to get a couple of these guys for sure. Uh, a couple of these guys as well for sure. So, with the guards, Garland is only 6,000 on DraftKings. And he's averaging 38 DraftKings points per game. So, right off the bat, if it's an average night, he's going to give you better than a 6X return. So, that's that's a great price tag. I mean, compare it to FanDuel where he's 7,500. So, I like Garland on DraftKings. He's shooting really well, 15 of 29 on three pointers this season. Playing big minutes, 38 minutes in the last one, and then his backcourt mate Sexton, also playing big minutes, uh, playing well, scoring well, averaging over 25 actual points a game, and his price um, is a little bit better on Fanduel at 6800. So I like uh, I like the spot for those guys. Atlanta is 22nd in defensive efficiency, so they are not one of the teams on this slate that is is strong in that category. And by the way, if, if you're new to that stat, again, defensive efficiency is just how many points does a team give up over the course of 100 possessions? So it, it evens it out so you don't get the statistic um, looking a little bit funny based on is it a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game based on pace. So it takes the pace out of the equation, puts everybody on level playing field, and it's, an, it's a statistic that we look at a lot especially as we get deeper into the season and we get more of a sample size. But Atlanta is is perfect for a game stack because they're ninth in pace, they're number one in offensive efficiency, and then they're below average defensively. So that's why we've been stacking them lately. Um, let's see, anything else from this game? Yes, how could I forget about Larry Nance? 6,900 and 6,800 respectively on the two sites. A little bit more than I'd like to pay, but in this game environment, I will pay it. Love his minutes since uh, Love has gone out. In the last three games, he's played 35, 43, and 36. And the guys who've been out with Cleveland continue to be out. That's Okoro, Porter Jr., Vadova and Windler. So with all those guys out, I like the minutes for the guys I've mentioned. Uh, Chetty Osman also in play at the low 4K range. All right, one game left here on this five-game slate. We've got Toronto against the Pelicans. Another 7.30 start. Kind of fun how all five games start between 7 and 7.30. So after that, you can just kick back and track your scores. And this one is one of those games where you're going to have a lot of talented players on the floor. Probably a better game to watch than in terms of investing in DFS because here's the thing. I'm going to call this the Stan Van Gundy effect. And he's had a major effect on New Orleans. He's got to have a major effect on this game and on this team night in and night out throughout the season. So what is that effect? Well, remember last year, New Orleans was very fast. They scored a lot and they gave up a lot under Coach Gentry. And now things have completely flipped. Stan Van Gundy has this team much slower Okay, they're 28th in pace so far, and they're third in defensive efficiency. I mean, they were basically dead last most of the season last year. So much slower team, much better defensively. So now is the time to adjust. We're not going to get the high-scoring shootouts that we got with New Orleans like we did last year. So what does that do? Well, it takes away a bit from the Toronto guys. They're all at fair prices. Lowry, Van Vliet, you know, Lowry at 8,000, Van Vliet in the 7K range. Uh, They could get it done, but really more of a cash game option to me because I just don't think it's going to be an ultra high scoring game where these guys have ceiling games. Uh, Siakam, how about this? A little bit of a narrative. We've got him coming back after the one game absence for disciplinary measures. So you got to figure he's extra motivated. And he's the type of guy that I could use at a GPP. Um, You know, his his floor isn't that great. And he's only had one outstanding game this year against San Antonio. But when he goes off, he does go off. So that'll be a lower-owned play here tonight that you could look at. In terms of the bigs, not really excited about the inconsistent minutes with Baines, Len, and Boucher. Boucher, another GPP option, though. Uh, you know, Talk about that game against San Antonio, like with uh, Siakam. He had 53 fantasy points in that game, seven blocks. And then you turn around, he only gets a few minutes, and he does almost nothing. So it's really based on the matchup, it seems, with Coach Nurse and uh, Boucher this year. But at 4,700 on DraftKings, uh, this is the perfect GPP-type play. So again, don't play him in cash. Uh, it, only play him in a GPP if you're willing to take the risk that he's not going to play many minutes. Um, you're hoping for that uh, big upside with him, and he's certainly capable of it. On the New Orleans side, again, because of you know this lower scoring game that I'm expecting, the over-under is only 213.5. Not really thrilled about anyone over there. Lonzo Ball is a fair price. Bledsoe is actually... Extra cheap on FanDuel today at 4600 as a shooting guard. I am intrigued by that price. He he really hasn't done that much, but you know 17 points last time out against Oklahoma City. Um, he's way too talented for that price, so he's in consideration for me. Ingram much better price on DraftKings at 8100. Don't think I'll pay 9000 for him on FanDuel. And then Zion, a couple of duds here recently. Um, you know, really looked a little bit out of it against Phoenix. Wasn't really aggressive in terms of rebounding. Uh, that the whole team looked bad that in that game. And then foul trouble against Oklahoma City. So probably we'll hold off on Zion here. And uh, in terms of the bench, you could look at Josh Hart. One more GPP option for you. Okay, as you're uh, building it out because just look at his last two games three points and six rebounds against phoenix then he turns around with a double double off the bench against oklahoma city so uh you know probably a one-off at most from this game but all my interest is in that cleveland atlanta game for sure a lot of news still to come here throughout the day as we get ready for lock and That's one more reason to jump in with us as a member is because uh, we do this podcast with the news that we have, but we're going to make our final uh, lineup decisions right around that uh, 45-minute mark before lock, and then we see those lineups come in 30 minutes before lock. We make whatever tweaks we we need to make, and we give out the lineups to our members. We give out the full cash lineup on FanDuel. You plug and play. Same thing with GPP. Every slate, we do a a GPP lineup. And then on DraftKings, the coach's clipboard with core plays highlighted and then pivots for you. So uh, social media. I mentioned DFS Coach Talk on Twitter if you have any questions. And then you can also follow me at Language Olympic. The coach is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Our, our, our thoughts still go out to him. We need to get him back in the saddle here. So please continue to send the good vibes his way and we hope that he's back on this podcast soon. And then uh, Shane is prepping for NFL tomorrow. You can find him at DET Sports Shane. All right, uh, that'll do it for today. Again, uh, we'll be off tomorrow in terms of the NBA podcast. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, hit the alarm uh, bell on uh, YouTube and the like and subscribe if you haven't already. Then you'll know when our podcast post. They, they will post at different times. Sometimes they're going to post late the night before the upcoming NBA slate. And sometimes they'll post in the middle of the day, like today, for the night slate. All right. Thank you again for joining us here on this Saturday. Best of luck with your lineups tonight. On behalf of the DFS Coach Talk family, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.